This is no ordinary pod. No ordinary pod. And once again, serenading us with that beautiful intro is Noah Hemer, and he said it right. This is the no ordinary, no ordinary pod on the Radio St. Pete Network, as well as the soon to launch No Ordinary Pods Network. And Noah here to slightly gloat. About his boy Keyshawn balling out in the slightly game. would be an understatement. Slightly, we're recording Monday, <laughs> very early in the week for us because someone has to get to Huskerland for the spring game, and that man is Noah. Noah, how are you doing? I'm great, man. You know, the only reason I really wanted to go to the spring game was so that I could be right about this whole Keyshawn thing because it was. Like I said last week, it wasn't a matter of if he's going to go off. It was when, you know, and they did, They weren't doing any uh, kickoffs or anything. And then on punts, they were just punting it and not having a just having the deep man. No, no defense. Mm-hmm. But the first play of the game, I'm just like, all right, Keyshawn's on the field. Jade Black got the ball first. Like, let, let's go. Um, first play, Keyshawn runs a uh, runs a five yard out, catches it, turns up field, turns it into a seven yard gain. And I'm like, OK. Okay, I can get used to this. I can get used to this. If you're doing first play, getting the ball to your best player, we're going to have a chance. And uh, like I said before, I think Keyshawn's our best player on offense. He, he makes plays when the ball is in his hand. He makes plays when the ball isn't in his hand. Um, but just to kind of throw some stats at y'all, in the first half alone, and take it, it is the spring game, so you know there's not going to be as much strategy in terms of chewing clock, timeouts, things of that nature. So stats are going to be a little uh, bloviated. But anyways... First half, targeted seven times, caught seven of those passes, went for 145 yards. He would have had a touchdown on like a 70-plus yard catch and run, but there was a block in the back that called it back 15 yards after, um, because it was blocked in the back like right at the four-yard line or so, right four inside the 10. So it got pulled back, um, but... He made he made things happen. Made sure that he could get him get in, get in the end zone when the ball was in his hands. I was ecstatic with the with his performance. You know he was he was blocking on the perimeter well. Um, they had him playing a lot in the slot. He was Jay Black's favorite target in my opinion. And then the nice thing is is you had and it allowed everything to open up underneath because the safeties were paying so much attention to Keyshawn underneath and especially that run game um, with the running backs that we have, then all of a sudden you get one-on-one with Terry on the outside and you take that every day. You take that every day because Terry has the chance, if he can if he has, if he he has, can come out this upcoming year and this offense can finally start getting churning and utilize the talent that's on it, and if Terry gets one-on-one opportunities at all, he's going to be doing that all year long all year long and if Keyshawn can keep taking those intermediate Julian Edelman type routes and he you know just does what he does and then all of a sudden you let Keyshawn go deep he, he's gonna he, he blows the top off people because he's been killing you underneath with his route running but he's gonna attract so much attention that running game is gonna attract so much attention as long as we can block for it that eventually Terry's gonna get one-on-one and Terry one-on-one is just scary Terry man because he's six foot four is blazing fast and has great ball, uh, great tracking of the ball and great positioning of his body when he needs to go up for it. And I think those are the biggest things that you need to have when you're a deep ball receiver is being able to have the length, the speed, and to be able to track down the ball when it's in the air. Everything else will kind of happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but as a whole, man, I, I was I was pleased with the performance of my guy, of my boy Keyshawn. He... he 
allegedly he heard me yelling for him so i pre- i appreciate <laughs> him i was i was screaming i was so happy because i was i was laughing and screaming because i was like wow finally now everyone gets to see what i've been talking about for 8 months nine you know i've been talking about it for so long and cuz after the first week of training camp i was all in on the Keyshawn and Treshawn ban- on 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 the bandwagon on on their boat mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it i was the drive in the train and to speak on to Treshawn who didn't have as good of a game but he just wasn't getting the ball nearly as often in my opinion uh but when he got the ball he he was making some things happen uh always try again get Trace on the ball he's going to make something out of nothing he was always trying to get positive yards whether it was on a fly sweep or some of the smaller intermediate routes I was slightly disappointed though and on, on one particular play and but I hated the play call and they had him on I want to say the wide side or maybe the ball was in the middle of the field inside the inside the 10 in the red zone inside the 10 mm-hmm. and they try to run this weird fade comeback thing looking back shoulder kind of but it wasn't a great route by him and it wasn't a great uh, throw by J Black either, but I don't think that's playing to Treshawn's strengths by any means. I would not have just run him on a straight fade one on one against the corner. That's something you do with Terry um, or Keith Gavin. You know that's why you have those two big guys, or yeah. even someone like Warren Thompson or uh, or Cam McDonald. You know you use their their length, but I don't I don't view Treshawn in that way. So I was slightly disappointed that they. I loved him getting the opportunity to get him the ball, but in the way in which they got him the ball wasn't wasn't thrilled um but overall offense looked good Kalen LeBorn uh bounced back had some shiftiness to his game and ran over almost ran over Stanford Samuels uh who's probably going to be one of our starting corners this year um so I mean he he looked solid he looked powerful didn't didn't really skip a beat um in terms of that um Jay Black put up some good numbers uh he had some rookie mistakes again uh through the air he probably had i hate to say probably three passes that should have been picked um but one time it was just tipped and then it fell right into Keyshawn's hand and he caught it and ran for 20 more yards so you know sometimes things are just going to work out better for um for the offense than it does for the defense but as a whole uh defensively the schemes were very vanilla obviously they're not going to be showing too much not going to be doing a whole lot of blitz packages especially because you're trying to limit contact anyways in a spring game there's no reason to be going all out and risking injury right at the end of spring uh spring brawl uh but with that said yeah overall was happy with the happy with the talent that was on the field happy with the execution that offense was moving so much faster there wasn't this whole like looking at the sideline like what's going on who what play do we got what personnel do we have like there were times where i was trying to like give my two cents to the people i was watching the game with and i i I couldn't because i had to turn my head and watch the next play (laughs) So I appreciated the tempo and the and the uh, style of play that they had going. Uh, Jordan Travis, quarterback Jordan Travis, the transfer from Louisville. Um, if he can get the waiver, he's going to really give Blackman a run for his money, in my opinion, because he's more agile and throws just as good of a, doesn't throw as good of a deep ball, but throws just as good of a ball everywhere else. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that progresses. But I'm not sure if he's going to get that waiver. I don't count on it, um, and I don't think that I don't think FSU and Taggart should either. Everybody, but that, I mean, everybody but FSU gets a waiver, so one, one surprise. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I, uh, I, I wouldn't expect it for, I wouldn't expect it, but it's a, it's a great depth to have, especially moving forward when you're probably going to be looking at playing a true, some type of true freshman or something of that nature after this season, depending on how this season goes. 
um and it'll be some it'll be nice that to have that type style of quarterback ready to be in the fold for the 2020 season at the very latest with a year under his belt it's essentially like he's redshirting um so allow allow us to have that depth and be able to execute the offense the way it's that the way that it's meant to be executed with a dynamic quarterback where they force you to play 11 on 11 not just 10 on 11 because the quarterback's not a threat to run not anything against jay black but he's a little giraffe you know so he doesn't really he he, he doesn't really move as well as someone that has fit taggart's offense uh in the past and when my man jeff sims come in 2020 that'll be even more depth in that position um but yeah we didn't waste any time today because we have to fit in a next segment but i mean i didn't i didn't watch the game i was uh i was golfing i'm not gonna lie uh Try to find the game on the radio, and then I'm like, eh, I can't get service out here on the golf course. So first world problems over here, but I saw some highlights, and I mean, I have a scout right here, pretty much a guy who's been with the team for with the team the whole year. He saw all these players play already, so take Noah's word for it. If you want to go see the highlights, and like you said, Keyshawn Helton is the name to remember. It's the name. It's the only name to remember. I yes. was telling people when I was out in College Town. I was like, hey, I like sharing this information, even though, you know, I, I can't help it. But if you want to brag to all your friends about being smart at sports, Keyshawn Helton, that's all you need to tell them. And then just sit back and watch and it, and your stocks will just tenfold on, on themselves. Hard worker, respectful, wants to get better, always wants to be doing what's best for the team. He is the prototype FSU player. And the thing is, is he didn't have an offer to go to FSU till about a couple days before signing day. He has a twin brother that plays at USF, and he is down there right now uh, balling, but he didn't have an offer from USF. Tagger comes into the fold. Derek Brooks' nephew comes to FSU, grinds, 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 continues to grind all the time. I never don't see Keyshawn not grinding, I swear. Um, so if there's anything for me to be excited, if there's anything as an FSU fan to be excited for, Keyshawn Helton in the rest of this offense, in this receiving core, assuming the O-line can get do a decent enough job, the, the the potential on this offense is definitely there. I mean, that's what I think. We, we briefly I – don't, I don't know if it got cut up in the technical difficulties, te- technical difficulties, but we wanted to see the, the actual true speed of the offense and having Bryles, who has been learning from his pops, our Bryles and Baylor's in the Baylor system for years, it just shows. We saw what he did at FAU the one year he was there, and then we saw what he did in Houston. Down year, but, I mean, Houston, this isn't the talented Houston teams we're seeing. So, with that being said, if any final thoughts before we move to our next for our majority segment? No, no. Just uh, trust in Keyshawn. Everything will be all right. All right. So, for this episode, you know, NFL drafts a week away. Two weeks away. Yeah, two weeks away. Two weeks away from Thursday, if my math is correct. So, I literally, right as we were trying to come up talk before we recorded this, because this we're recording Monday, as I said, we had no intention. We were just texting, like, "Hey, can we find time to record?" And we're like, "Hey, let's just go tonight." So we're doing this on like a thirty-minute preparation. So something I thought of that could just be fun. You know, we don't really, we're not the hot we're not the hot take people. We're not going to come in and dissect and try to get TV views at this point to get views and clicks for talking about Antonio Brown and Juju Smith Schuster going back and forth, or even the McCarthy McCarth- and Rogers article because it's not something we can give a valid opinions on and it's a lot of in the McCarthy Rogers thing is players ex-players talking 
people in the building. You know, that's just not something that we want to dissect about. So I already spent too much time on it. So for this, I was like, hey, no, how about we go back and we redraft the 2018 first round? Um, doing this with little prep and just zooming through the NFL draft is a lot tougher than expected. So let's just start with the top 10, maybe top 15, see where we go. Um, we have an hour on St. Pete on Radio St. Pete. We can cut it off after an hour, and we can keep giving it so we can have the full podcast and stuff like that. So, you have the draft order in front of you? Yeah, I got the draft order with the original results right in front of me. Okay, I've already written my first top ten picks down. So, for this, we're just going to talk. We're just going to give it, go through them. Some will take a lot quicker than others. Um, I give my ideas. I give my pick. You give your pick. And then we come up with the final draft board, if that's cool with you. That sounds perfect to me. All right, you write down your picks. I'll write down mine and ours. So, number one, the pick was the Cleveland Browns. We're not going to – and we're going to do the trades. So, these teams made the draft day trades. We're going to keep that same order. So, number one, the Browns took Baker Mayfield. I don't see any problem with that. It, I think if the Browns had the option to make that pick all over again, that's exactly what they would do. Perfect. All right, easy. Number two, the Giants. You want me to go first? Please. I had the New York Giants. Instead of taking Saquon Barkley, I'm taking Josh Allen. Wow. Is that with assuming that they would have had OBJ as well? This is drafting for 2018. Yes. So, yes. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And do you take him just because he is your number two quarterback in this draft? I think he is... With all the information and seeing this body of work, I think he is the number two quarterback. And this would be finally a quarterback to put pressure on Eli and be like, okay, this guy's what we need. Especially, what is he good at throwing? The deep ball. Who do they have ha, who, at this point? Who do they have? Odell. So that's it. That, there's your offense right there. You invested in your O-line. Your O-line wasn't horrific this year at all. You just had a horrendous quarterback who couldn't do anything. Like, the round two pick and thick and draft. I mean, the only other option for me was Quentin Nelson, but then I'm like, you can get Josh Allen, and then the second round you can maybe get Willie Hernandez, or you can get, I mean, a guy that we – I'm thinking about undrafted people aren't listed. I'm Like, Philip Lindsay's available. You could have got a Philip Lindsay in, like, round six or something like that. So I'm looking at all of these. I'm thinking, you get Josh Allen. You have your quarterback. You can even – you know what? People wouldn't be mad if you ease Eli out one more – just one more season, and now Josh Allen has the reins. That's just me personally. Yeah, now that you bring up Josh Allen, I, I I'm now going to go on record saying that I watched, uh, yes. I watched one of Matt Waldman's breakdowns of Josh Allen from the past year. And if and you, I was in, don't mean to interject, I didn't if, you don't, to, if, you, if you're a football fan and you don't follow Matt Waldman's work, you are missing out on big time. Li- I was not pro- following him for the longest time, but it's awesome. Literally, probably the most creative in-depth and i consider him a top three smartest person in nfl cup in nfl circles him evan silva and i can think of a third one so just keep I, this is music to my ears right now this is music to my ears the josh allen turn the um heel turn so i i watched the matt waldman breakdown a little bit and i i read some other things from some other various sources or just people in general that post and analyze things on twitter and as ugly as it can be at times, you have I can't help but respect the way that he's progressed. Um, having the talent influx around him 
and having a team that's fully invested in him in Buffalo, I think has done him huge wonders. Um, and likewise, like I said, he was how long? Do you remember how long he was hurt for? Josh Allen? Yeah, this past year. Uh, I'd say four weeks. Three to four weeks. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so he was out three or four weeks. And I remember um, I remember back on the pod when we were trying to talk about, oh, yeah, Josh Allen comes back this week. What, what are your thoughts? I go, well, here's the thing. You know, he wasn't all that impressive when he first came out. But the thing is, is when you get some film, some actual game film under your belt, and then you have three or four weeks to rehab an injury, that allows you to take a complete step back and just look at what you were doing wrong and to completely reevaluate as if you were almost in the off season. You know, and you really get to mm-hmm. kind of dissect and go and dive into what you what you need to do better and you and you're not worried about game planning for the next team. You're worried about what did I do wrong in this game and how can I make it better now? Yeah. So it it was awesome that they kind of gave him that he honestly that he got like a month break to kind of reevaluate and I was I remember saying that I wouldn't be surprised if see if if his game jumps and takes the next level, and that's exactly what he did. You know, he was going through probably from what I w- remember watching from Waldman, he was going through probably one or two progressions, and then typically m- moving out of the pocket because that's what he does best is going through one or two progressions, getting outside the pocket, moving his feet. Whether that's going to be him running the ball or him throwing on the run, those are two of his best strengths, though, is what I've come to realize, and those are two vital strengths. If you uh, if you don't have a good offensive line or you don't have the most precise accuracy in the pocket which i don't think he's the most polished pocket quarterback yet but that's okay when you can move the way he that he does at the size that he does and can still throw on the run with the arm strength that he has his arm is un is a cannon an absolute cannon um mm, dude, this is just music to my ears right now besides music i know it to is so are you are you so, driving, are you driving john allen Josh Allen, I'm um, a John Snow video just put up, so I said John. Josh, are you driving, are you driving Josh Allen too? Um, n- I'm not. <sighs> only on the basis that I love Josh Allen and Buffalo way too much. Understood. But imagine the New so, York Giants fans even loving him too. You can't imagine them loving him or you can't imagine I them I can. I can imagine him. them loving Josh Allen. I don't know. But It'd be I, interesting. All good though. All good. All right. So who do you have? Please don't say his name. I would. Name. I'm. I'm gonna say his name. Um. I'd actually take. Uh. I just move Sam Darnold up one, and take him at two. Okay. This this leads perfectly into my. I had the. I had Darnold at three still. Not that. I, not that. Once again, like I'm blown away by his. Um. By his play and all that stuff, but I just think that. The Jets love him too much. Similar to what you have with Buffalo. He's just, like, the Giants love this guy. Whether they should this much or not, they just do. So, I'm keeping that. I so- I, I, I agree. So, I would go Baker 1, Darnold 2, and then I would pop in my guy at 3. Rosen, okay. And honestly, now that we're kind of discussing this, I honestly think that Darnold would have been a better fit for the Giants and Rosen would have actually been a pretty solid fit for the Jets in terms of how their offenses are structured right now okay. or were structured then in 2018. All right. I mean, we'll get to Rosen where I have him slotted. Cause I, Hey, don't worry. He's still in the top 10. Don't worry. I didn't, I didn't bring him down that bad. 
So, I mean, we both like Darnold in New York. I feel like the Giants wish they could have could have had Darnold. They're not. In this, they get uh, Josh Allen. So I'm cool with that. All right, let's keep this moving. Number four, the Cleveland Browns. I had either Denzel Ward again because he was a baller and fits a need for them, or Derwin James. Wow, Derwin at four would have been really interesting. Yes. I feel like Derwin and, D- and Ward, one of two places for them would have been amazing. I'll get to the second one later, but I think, I mean, I'm leaving this one up to you. I love Denzel Ward, so that's why me, I was never against this pick anyway, so I'd probably still lean towards Ward, but that's just me. I, I would on the basis that um I would on the basis that they had no like outside of war they really don't have it was probably their biggest position need after they took Baker and they're getting the top like there's no Denzel I might at least from what I've seen there's not really a Denzel Ward type DB that's worth going top five top eight this year so even in hindsight yet knowing what this draft class is, has turned out to be it's smart that they took ward and uh maybe not i mean derwin would have been sweet too any any like other people that you think you think chubb pairing that pass rush with chubb or no the only the only other person that i really would have considered would probably would have been roquan smith the linebacker okay all right to keep this moving once again. So we agree on Denzel Ward? Yeah, we're that's that's consensus. All right, five. I have Quentin Nelson going to the Broncos. Yeah, I would have done the same. If we're being honest, he was the best rookie in the year in this class. Oh, not even close. Okay. I It's close, but eh, he is the top. Eh, him and Derwin, I guess. And the guy I have going six, a guy that was drafted in the second or third round. Let me double check. Drafted 36 overall. I have Darius Leonard staying in Indianapolis and going number six. The guy was an all pro. And is perfect for the Colts system. I mean, I think, do you think he's better than Roquan? Do you think he's better than a guy we'll get to later, Leighton Vander Esch? Like, the Colts already have Malik Hooker. You need you need one ball hawking safety. But Darius Leonard did so much for this team that I just I just can't see him going anywhere else. Yeah, I, I. That's a big jump, but it's 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 a thirty pick jump. Yeah, it is a thirty pick jump, but if they weren't if they weren't getting Quentin Nelson, I'm curious. I'm really curious as as to what Indy would have done. I think trade back maybe. I mean, in the, in in our scenario, Bradley Chubb's available. That's who I probably would pick for the Colts then. Okay. On the basis that I mean, I know you could do the redraft. Like this is the redraft, and mm-hmm. you know you just want to take best player best player available, and he obviously was playing like a uh, Leonard that is playing at a top ten talent, but. A lot of it, like that's that's just great drafting by the Colts, knowing that Quinton's going to be at six, 
Leonard, if he's there in the second round, that's 100% the dude that we're taking. And taking him at six, I don't, I think in, after seeing his production, you'd be like, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But in terms of value and what, and what you got in the draft, that's a great first, second round one, two punch right there to go Nelson Leonard. But if you didn't go Nelson, I would go Chubb. Okay. I, I went Chubb too. I, you, well, I'll agree with you with Chubb. I'll agree with you with Chubb. Because I feel like I underrate him because he got injured a little bit, but he was still he was still wreaking havoc and stuff, and he's going to keep getting one-on-one looks in Denver, but Indianapolis, not really. Indianapolis was relying on Marcus Hunt to re, to come back and stuff, but as terms of his linebacker, I just love what Darius Leonard does at all. I don't think he'll be on the bo- our board much longer. So, number seven, the Buffalo Bills. I'll let you go first. I'm staying with Josh Allen. Oh, yeah, you have Josh Allen. Okay. I want Lamar Jackson. Just per- I, want, I, like, want, I want Lamar Jackson. That's, that's yeah, that's fitting. That's literally, that is, wow. Yeah, I like that a lot. Is that's that- deserving as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know, I'm sure Buffalo fans are tired of having a quarterback who can't, who was hesitant with the pocket like Tyrod Taylor was, but I mean the the Bills still ran the ball the third the third percent highest clip, and they're going to be a running team no matter what because that's what Sean McDermott likes to do. Um, so I think that Lamar Jackson would enhance that even more. And I just think is I mean you saw it with the Ravens it went six and six um six in one of the regular season to close out my math correct yeah six and one and then lost in a playoff game. Where he actually the ball, Chargers started playing prevent defense and all that stuff. But um, but what is the word? But Jackson was making throws and stuff like that, and he was throwing. To, he didn't really have the best pass catchers. We'll see. What, they're not gonna even John Harbaugh came. So they're not. They're not gonna recruit the best pass catchers. That's not. That's what they do. But now with Mark Ingram in Baltimore, I, I'm looking forward to see what Lamar Jackson do. But him in Buffalo, I'm cool with that. You um. So you have Allen. We talked about Allen already. Number eight. I think you're going to keep Rokon Smith at the Bears. Yeah, because I was thinking about what other fits that would be there. Um, part of me wants it would be really fun to see this Bears team. Um, I know they already got – they have Amos and they have Eddie Jackson. But it would have been fun to yeah. see you – know you know what I'm going to say? Derwin. Yeah, it would have been really fun to see Derwin as that – third safety nickel star type linebacker guy that's coming off the edge playing like just moving all over the field um because they had danny like the bears have danny trevathan Mm -hmm. um so they were just they just added another inside line like a stud inside linebacker don't get me wrong but another inside linebacker and it would have been really fun to see derwin there so that's i think that's who i'm gonna peg at eight derwin yeah Ah, all right. Not a fan. No, I mean I agree. I mean I th- I thought about it. I mean Amos left in free agency. I'm just thinking about I'm thinking about their linebackers because I mean they have the front. Their secondary improved a little bit, but I just think Ray- Roquan Smith was one of the top three players in the draft. So line, oh, for sure. The linebacker thing is like it's the same question we had with doubting the Bucks drafting um Devin White. But then two but then another thing is you hear a couple 
All right, let's get let's, let's let's have the linebacker bait real quick. So we're thinking about we were talking about how that, and you even said um, his name Devin, yeah, Devin Bush from Michigan. You think he's a better prospect, or if not, or equal, and he's going to go a little later. And then we look down at this draft, and we just drafted Darius Leonard at thirty six, and you draft Leighton Vanderesh at nineteen. Those are two linebackers that are really really good that you could have got that, and they got an eighth round pick, eighth eighth overall pick. So value. And fit, I can see the Derwin pick, but I just really, I don't know. I just, I just, no, I just, Ra- I just want Roquan to is going to be, he's going to be a staple in this defense. Him and uh, Khalil Mack and mm-hmm. Eddie Jack, like, though, that, that's your one, two, three layer with, uh, with, uh, what's his name right in the middle, the FSU D tackle? Eddie Goldman. Um, Eddie Goldman, you know, boom, boom, boom. Like, it's great. Derwin's just awesome. I know. I know. All right. It would have been fun to see. I'll stay with Rokon for that. Because I have Derwin going to San Francisco. Also would have been fun. And I also, yeah. They went with with Mike McClinchy, and I'm not 100% sure if – um. I didn't, I didn't really see how he performed because I think San Francisco's offense was really tough to judge without um, – without what's his name? Without – without Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, yeah, sorry, under center. Okay. So, I mean, I, 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 Derwin for me goes here because they have terrible need in the secondary anyway. Do they need a – do they have a need at linebacker? They do with Roman Foster. They just arrested. signed. Yeah, so I guess I would have taken. I guess I would have taken Roquan Smith at nine. Okay, so we just swapped them. You and I are those picks. Let me write that down. If it wasn't Roquan, um, and they wanted to go DB again, I would have heavily, 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 heavily looked at Minka Fitzpatrick for this team. Interesting. If Durham if Durham wasn't there, or they didn't need, or they didn't have a need at linebacker. If they didn't have a need at linebacker. All right, all right, all right. Number ten. You have you have four quarterbacks gone, right? We each have four quarterbacks yeah. gone. Yeah, I, I got one, two, three, and then four is three of the top three, and then number seven, Josh Allen. Without knowing Kyler Murray is available right now, I still had them getting Rosen. And that's all I'm going to say about it. You still have him get still have them getting Rosen? Yeah. Yeah, I mean cuz at this point like if the, if the Cardinals traded up to get to 10 to take Rosen and for me, at this point, like I have to think about they traded up to take a quarterback. You don't trade up to not take a quarterback. And the only quarterback that's worth taking on my board is Lamar. Lamar, but, Lamar in Arizona with Brian Leftwich and Steve Wilkes. Eh, Lamar with Cliff Kingsbury. I'm, I'm there. Lamar with <laughs> – hey, you can – assuming Cliff Kingsbury would – yes, all right. I like that now that you put it that way, because that is 
really scary, especially if you can get David Johnson rolling again. Um, Larry Fitz still there. It gives you it gives you a chance uh, to maintain ball control throughout the game and mask the how awful that Arizona defense is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's not bad. That's a that's a pretty good top ten. Would you have Kyler or Lamar? Oh, I think I have to go Kyler. Okay. All right. In on our t- the basis that he's just mm-hmm. he's just a more polished passer. Mm-hmm. In our top ten, we have um three agreements in Baker and Ward to Cleveland and Denver to. Denver getting Nelson, and then we and Indianapolis getting Chubb, so four. But we have half the picture quarterbacks. Which yeah, we went five of the ten quarterbacks. Well, this quarterback class is awesome. Yes, we agree. All right, now we're into the interesting part of the draft where we can get weird. So, Dolphins. I, I this is all just now everything's off the off the table. I I have not prepared past this so. Dolphins are tanking this season. I dang man, I really wish that we didn't have Lamar going. Now we can have Lamar to the Dolphins. I really wish that, but hey, it's it is what it is. Um, I'll go this one. I th- I like Fitzpatrick. I he's a solid pick. He's a he's he's he could play slide. He could play deep. I I actually like Fitzpatrick to Miami still. Yeah, I really, yeah, it had, dude, there is, do you know who I would, do there, you know, uh, oh, can I change something? Yeah, because there's a player that we forgot that we. I just remembered just now. Yeah, we can't leave him out of the top 10, my lord. I, I am. I can't. Where are you going to put him? Um, I'm actually going to. Get him to Chicago. Dude, no. You disagree. I threw my paper and I had to pick it up. Sorry. This is your redraft, dude. You're just telling me that you're going to invest number eight pick on an offense that has Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard. I mean. Well, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking in my mind right now, I'm thinking. I'm not a big fan of Jordan Howard, in the, in the way he runs. Yeah. I know he puts up the numbers, but I don't mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it. He's in and he's in Philly now too. Exactly, which I think is a better fit than okay. Chicago. Okay. Um. So you you have Saquon going there for sure? No, I can't. <laughs> because this is 2018 redraft. If if we had the contingency that Jordan Howard and it was just Terry Cohen there, oh, hundred percent. One hundred percent. I would, and it was just Tariq Cohen in Chicago. That would have been my that hundred percent. That would have been my pick. All right. Um. Interesting. Interesting. Um. Yeah, I'm still gonna mock. Uh, I'd still take probably Fitzpatrick at eleven. He was. He was. I was really hoping he was gonna fall to the Bucks. Nah, bro. I was hoping they no. You ready? Saquon to the Bucks, baby. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
That would have been awesome. <laughs> let's get Could the, you imagine? Let's, let's get listen, the listen to the this. best Madden team ever. L- l- yeah, listen to this. You got Jameis, a quarterback who can make, like I said, any throw from the worst to the best. You got receiving core, Mike Evans, and this is last year, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Deshaun Jackson, Adam Humphreys. Mm, hump daddy. Two, two baller tight ends in O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray. And O.J. Howard will be tight end one next year. Um, because I think Arians is going to fall in love with the athleticism that he has mm-hmm. at a tight end position, and and especially with how many one on one opportunities he's probably going to have with the emergence of Godwin and Evans, um, and then you would have Saquon, but, like we saw what Saquon did behind a Giants offense. Imagine what he would have been like with Tampa. Dirk Cutter would have a job. <laughs> yeah, Dirk Cutter might have a might have a playoff appearance under his belt. Oh yeah, I think so. and this isn't just us being like I said. We tried our best to not be biased, and I don't think we're biased. I think you look at all of these teams. Browns they they have Duke Johnson, and they now and they got Nick Chubb round two. Giants quarterback, Jets quarterback, Browns don't need running back again. Although the Browns getting Saquon would have been cool. I just think Denzel they need a defense help. Broncos, they don't need a running back. They need help everywhere else. Colts, Marlon Mack. Excuse me. Um, Bills, shady. Bears just discussed that. 49ers spent money on Jarek McKinnon, and they had Matt Breida. Cardinals had David Johnson just paid him. Dolphins had Frank Gore, an emerging Kenyon Drake, and the Jets had Kellen Balazs. The Bucks drafted Ronald Jones, too, in the second round. This is a perfect spot for him. Perfect spot. We agree. We're in agreement. Oh, hundred percent. All right. I'm glad. I can. I can. I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna like try to find like a draft board, fill in our own draft boards, and then just like highlight Saquon to the Bucks on it. Actually, we should we should text Nino immediately. Oh, he'll freak out. All right. Washington Redskins. I have no clue. I don't know what this team would need. Besides help everywhere. I like their defense. And they went Darren Payne here. I don't know how great Darren Payne was last year. I don't know either. I just know the Redskins were, were sorry last year, man. They just got decimated by injuries. Oh. I got a pick. I just go Vita. I got a pick. Darius Leonard. Oh, that's a good pick. They have Preston Smith and um, Ryan Kerrigan, but I mean, you went defensive line anyway. You've got the D line for a bunch of bunch of years in a row. Why not just get Darius Leonard? Take the best player available, in my opinion. He is the best player available on the board right now in terms of what, knowing in hindsight what he did his rookie year. Mm-hmm. All right, keep the train moving because we're, uh, we're we're approaching halfway. But I mean, we're gonna fly through these picks. I feel like more so than the first half. Um, Saints traded up this year's first round pick to get Marcus Davenport. When healthy, Davenport was good, but Davenport wasn't healthy that much. So, where you fall in that line? Well, you know, you know how I am with my Saints. Um, oh yeah, you're the you're the Saints GM. You're um. Yeah, you're in charge. You're the you're in the owner box right now. Yeah. So the thing is, is what did 
the Saints need more than anything this year to kind of have that emergence to being a true, true Super Bowl contender? Like they were a Super Bowl contender, but what held their offense back in the second half of the season? Drew Brees. Drew Brees and not having a number two receiver to Michael Thomas. I'm, I was thinking this. I'm very interested to see where you go. So I probably would have went receiver. Okay, what receiver? And I have one right there. Like I'm, looking, I'm staring at one right now. I mean, it's hard for me to not go DJ Moore from Maryland. Oh. If I'm being honest, I thought I think he would have fit great with them. But also, Calvin Ridley would have been a solid pick. I would go Ridley um, personally. The deep threat that... Rid- dude, Ridley was a monster in Atlanta. And they got Traycon Smith later, but you have... Traycon Smith, he... Dude, Ridley blows the top off the defense still. Him with Michael he Thomas... He runs such working, great routes, I man. Know, I personally... I go Ridley. DJ Moore was a stud, though. DJ Moore is a stud. In terms of, like... Getting to the highest ceiling, DJ Moore is that. But how does isn't he just Michael Thomas like skill set? Not skill set wise, but isn't he just like they are very they are very similar. They are now that you say that they are very similar in play style. So I'll follow your lead, you know, because after looking at Ridley and knowing what he did in Atlanta, um, he would have been awesome, absolutely awesome for Drew Brees to have that. Yes, Drew Brees was the one that got caught up, but it's because he could, had to stop forcing the ball to Michael Thomas because it just wasn't there. And he had no true second option. Trick on Smith, yes, it was good, but not entirely reliable the entire season. And they, it was, dev- like it was devastating for their offense that they didn't get to use Dez. Mm-hmm. That would have been so fun. All right, so we go Ridley there. We're, hey, we're four in a row, baby. Oakland, they went Colton Miller, who very, very played minimally. This roster needs help. Everywhere at this point, at this point in the time. So I'm, I think they need a defensive captain. And I'm looking at the linebackers. Cause I love, because you can have, two, I think, a player they should have drafted. Because they got, they got your boy Maurice Hurst late in the drafts. So I don't see a Vita Vea or a Darren Payne. I really think Leighton Vander Esch. That's where I, that's actually where I was looking. Even though Vander Esch in Dallas is perfect, perfect guy to work under Sean Lee. Yes, agree. But I would I would also go fifteen Vander Esch on the basis that I do think he gives you that team captain like Sean Lee would or does did, however whatever tense you want to put it in for the Cowboys, and I mm-hmm. think he would have. I think he would have flourished at uh, in Oakland as well. Okay. Once again, two keep it moving. Who's up next on my on our board is the Buffalo Bills. They went Tremaine Edwards. Um, mixed feelings on him. Just young, bro. Got drafted when he was twenty years old. Okay. Uh, Just young. Is that where you'd go? Because I'd probably go. No. Where would you go? See from the same. I'd page. go Vita. I go Vita Bay. You go Vita Bay. All right. They need. They need the. They need the help in the trenches. Did you go? So you think Vita Bay is better than Darren Payne? I would rather have Vita Bay than Darren Payne, on the basis alone that Vita Bay has high school highlights of him playing running back. Okay. 
Did you? And if, if anyone hasn't seen those, please go watch it. It <laughs> is one of the funniest things you're going to watch. It's hilarious and then very impressive after knowing what he can do on a football field. What? Just to circle back, did you go? Uh, Van, you went Vanderesh for Oakland, right? Yeah, Vanderesh at Oakland, Ridley before that, and then Leonard at thirteen uh, to Washington. Uh, cause Buffalo, cause once again, Buffalo is just like very tough to pin down. They went, I mean, I'd probably go. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with Edwards, but I, I think Vea is not the worst pick here. So a very interesting pick because the team that probably had the best pick in the whole first round, the Los Angeles Chargers are now stuck with a much, much depleted board. And you're looking at the players available. You know, there's Marcus Davenport, Darren Payne, Mike McGlinchey. Um I don't think they'd get another corner because their corners are already studs. So I, uh, I this I'm this is a tough pick for me. This is a tough pick for me. I think a linebacker would be good because I just I honestly have no idea where to go because they filled their one need in safety. Yeah, that defense was awesome. Prime trade back, um, tra- prime trade back candidate. Huge trade back at this point. Would highly recommend to the Chargers at this point to trade back. Um, I would. I don't. They have a pretty solid O line, don't they? Yeah, not the not the best, not the worst. I could I th- I could see some O line depth, honestly. I can think. I think I would I would I would throw McGlinchey yeah. in there probably then on. On the basis that drafting O line's never sexy unless you're getting a Quentin Nelson, then you're jumping out of your pants for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, you're not getting one of those top ten studs because Derwin's a top ten talent in this draft. The only other place I would go if you're not going to go O line would probably be Tremaine Ed- Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't love that pick. Um, just because I don't think he brings a huge value to them. Um, but I think McGlinchey, especially if you're looking like past Philip Rivers era, it's always nice to start grooming your O line sooner rather than later. I agree. All right, we're in agreement with that one. Um, Green Bay Packers they went Jar um, Alexander, who was pretty pretty great. I like that pick. I'm not going to change that personally. I'm there with you. Okay, so we've agreed with every pick after ten. Um, Dallas. Tremaine Edmonds. Hmm. I mean, it really is their one need, right? That and receiver, DJ, DJ Moore. There it is. Yeah, I think you got to go DJ Moore, right? Even though they got Cooper, you get DJ Moore in a rookie contract, and we have to blow, you have to pay a massive amount of money for Cooper right now. I like. I mean, DJ Moore makes sense. To me. That would have been. Yeah, I got that down as well. Next two picks, I'm not changing because centers are vastly important. Um, Frank Ragno from Arkansas went to Detroit and played great, and Billy Price to Cincinnati was Cincinnati was great until Price went down. And you can go back that, and look at is, everything. That is true. When he got injured, that whole offense fell apart. So I'm not changing either of those two. Price. Yeah, I'm in agreement on that one. All right, 22 to the Titans. They go Rashawn Evans. Um, let me go to let me go to the second day, second the second and third day picks to see who's there. 
Oh. Do they, do, I'm trying to think if they have good DBs. I don't know if they do. Their best DB is Adore Jackson at this point. So how about your boy, Dante Jackson? Uh, dude, he was a stud, and I wish that they would have. I wish the Bucks would have taken him earlier. I, I don't know how he fell so late in the draft. Mm-hmm. He's long, he's fast, and has decent ball making ball making skills. Okay, so we agree. there. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. We can find. All right. Next, we're mowing through this one. New England Patriots, Isaiah Wynn. I can't complain. He was going to be a monster until he got injured in preseason. So once again, another. I mean, I mean, and honestly, do we doubt Bill Belichick until his next pick in the first round? <laughs> no, it's foolish to try to doubt Bill Belichick. All right, next, Carolina. With your boy DJ Moore and Calvin Ridley off the board, and they clearly have holes. Yeah, and they need they need pass catchers. The problem is, do you think Cortland Sutton, or oh man, you know what? Can I change my last pick? Sure. All right. I'm changing Dante Jackson to Josh Jackson. Ooh, yeah. I feel that. Former he was a former Thorpe Jim Thorpe Award winner in college, right? Yeah, the Iowa guy. Yes. Hundred percent, man. It surprised me he fell so low because none of my Husker quarterbacks could, could move the ball on him. It's cause of testing, dude. It's it's cause of testing, except you know, it's just you just watch the tape. What are you? You're good at football. All right, cool. This is also why I think the Packers are ready to explode this year because there's Aaron Rodgers who's getting doubted a lot. They have Josh Jackson and Jair Alexander on rookie contracts with a strong defense now. And, oh, man, it's just going to be good times out in Green Bay. All right. And a run game for the first time since their Super Bowl run. Yes, Aaron Jones and and, and Matthew LeFleur. Um, Matt Lefleur. So, all right, you think Dante Jackson just slide him to four to twenty four back to Carolina, just a little higher up? Yeah, because where else do you go? Like in hindsight, now I mean, you go you go tight end because he they retired. But that's what I was thinking. I was like, you could throw. I mean, but if I'm taking a if I'm taking a tight end in the first round in this one, it is one hundred percent going to be Mark Andrews. But is Mark Andrews OJ Howard? No, that's that's why, and is I don't know if Mark. And that's and, why I don't want to take a mm-hmm. take a tight end in the first round because he's if you're not OJ Howard at a minimum or close to it, I don't want it. I don't want you. Yes, it's not worth it. it it's not worth it. But like this year, there's two. The, both the Iowa tight ends mm-hmm. are and that, worth and that, taking. And that old Miss guy round. who's starting to come on a little bit. Um. All right, we we are in number pick twenty five. We're actually perfect for time with no Lamar Jackson. The Baltimore Ravens are up. Do you still draft Hayden Hurst? I don't see a quarterback that's worth taking in this draft. Personally. I have no idea where to go with the Ravens. Besides quarterback, but I don't think tight end because they... Like... This is a weird... This is a very, very weird... I mean... 
there's a team that could go D line. Looking at looking at this board, I mean, we still have Marcus Davenport on the board. I'm pretty sure we still do. I think uh, I think the Ravens would. Let me let me look at their roster real quick, because they have pain. I feel like they would. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that's where I'm thinking they would go. Interior. Yeah, I think they would just take interior. It's never a bad thing to get a top talent in D line. Even though they have, um, even though they have Brandon, uh, what's his name? What's his name? That's they why I'm looking. The D lineman on the massive contract, interior, Pierce, I think. Michael Pierce. Yes. Yeah, it's tough. Um, That's why I just go pass rushing in Davenport because Suggs is getting old. Um, yeah. They got Judon on the other side, but. Personally, I'm going Davenport for this. I think, although it would be Ozzy. So we we we're gonna have to conclude Ozzy Newsom because he's a tight end. We have to get a tight end from at the end, at 32. Personally, that's fair. That's respectable. I like Davenport here, though. Um, I don't. I mean, I do, but I don't. Um. Let me look at this real quick. Right. Um. Because I think I know who I would take. Let me look at there. Yeah, I would go. Uh, I would go Tremaine. Uh, Edmonds. I'd go Edmonds. Yeah, Tremaine Edmonds, and I think he would give that Baltimore defense a lot. That that's what Edmonds is built, dude. He is so fast. Mm -hmm. um, he's just smaller. You know, he's just not fully because he's twenty years old. He yeah. just needs to get bigger. Um, but I would take Edmonds because he would add a lot of athleticism. To a defense that's already scary. Maybe in hindsight, if they knew that he was going to, if they knew Mosley was going to walk, that would be the pick. I just think Davenport is too talented to fall any further in this in this draft for me. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. So we're split there. Next is the Atlanta Falcons, who went Calvin Ridley, and clearly need defensive help, to put it lightly. So. I mean, you you can't predict Deontay um, Jones and um, Keanu Neal getting injured, but they clearly have no depth on that side of the ball. Not I have no idea. All. I have no idea where to go. Um, yeah, this is tough. These back ends of the drafts are tough, especially mm -hmm. without having like my own draft board. You know? Yeah. Um, like like fully. Oh, how was uh how was Atlanta's pass rush this year? I think suspect at best. Vic Beasley's taking a massive step down. I don't think that Tank uh, McKinley dude from UCLA's that that is making waves. That's right. That's right. Um, I'd probably go Mike Hughes then at twenty six. Get him some DB help. All right. I'm a fan. You still don't want Davenport? No, I no. Not for the Falcons, because that's who I would have thrown. That's who I'm going to throw at 27. All right, where's where'd Mike Hughes get drafted? 30 to the Vikings. Oh, the DB. Yes. Yeah, you you know, you know that they're obsessed there. Ah, uh, Falcons DB. Yeah, I'm not. I don't hate it. I'm not going to argue. 
Um, let me check this. Let me look at something real quick. Let me see who made the all, all NFL all rookie team real quick. Because I trust them a lot more personally. Let me look. That would that would have been the smarter thing for us to do at the at the beginning of this. Yeah, I've had it going for I've had it going for a little bit. If I'm being honest, I've just been stro- I've just been strolling through this uh, through this list. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, I'd actually go. I'd actually go. Hmm. I kind of want to throw Justin Reed up there. The safety? Yeah, the safety that played at uh in Houston, but to to who? To the Falcons. Okay, so you go Justin Reed. I'll agree with you on that one for the sake for the sake of this. Next up is Seattle who picked Rashad Penny. Terrible. God, what a bad pick. Cuz you have so many more needs otherwhere. Other if you, way, if you like don't, in so if you, many other places. If you don't go Marcus Davenport here, dude, I have no, I don't know what to do with you. No, yeah, yeah, that's where I am going because okay. they'll just take a pass rusher to get on the opposite side of Frank Clark. I don't think, I think Davenport in my actual draft, like the Chargers would have traded out of seventeen, and someone would have traded up to seventeen and picked him. Okay, I'm gonna pick. I'm actually gonna pick. Uh, where is he? I'm gonna pick Darren Payne to go here. Oh, I, that's that's understandable for sure. Okay, because we're actually making good solid time. We uh, okay. We'll fly through these last four. Pittsburgh need help everywhere. Everywhere, man. I would probably go Payne here, just on pain. the basis that he's the best. He's the best player available still right now for me. You go Payne. I'm gonna go Jesse Bates from Cincinnati, who was a stud as a rookie. Fair. Jacksonville, no quarterbacks available. Need help everywhere. What? I don't think they go defense. I think they go offensive line, but I don't know if there's any offensive linemen available at this point of the draft. Let me see or something real quick. Uh, I'd probably go Will Hernandez for them then. Will Number Hernandez? Number 34 pick. Yeah. I okay. thought he was the best guard outside of outside of Quinton. I'm in agreement. We're there. We're there. All right. Minnesota at 30. I think their offense is fine except O-line. Can they draft the quarterback? Honestly, though, my goodness, man. Kyle like, Laluleta? <laughs> I, uh, I wish Josh Rosen could have somehow made his way over or could make his way over to the Vikings. That'd be so awesome. That'd be so awesome. All right. Um, Where is their defense mm. weak? They, do they invested? I mean, they invested Sheldon Richardson. It wasn't their defense's fault. So I, personally, I'd go best O line available, and I think that's Braden Smith from Indianapolis. Yeah, I would. That's who I had my eye on. Either that or James Daniel, the center that from Iowa. But okay. I would probably go with Smith. Okay, New England. I have two options I'm sending your way for this one. Nick Chubb or Philip Lindsay? Oh, Nick Chubb. 
or Geis? Still Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb? All right, we're in the greens there. Even though Geis is awesome. All right, because Chubb has a little better hands too. All right, and the final pick of our 2018 first-round redraft. In honor of Ozzie Newsom being a tight end, I have them taking the best tight end from this class, Chris Herndon from the University of Miami, Florida. Hey, that's fair. He was a stud for the Jets this past year, but mm-hmm. um, I got to go with my guy. Ravens taking Mark, Mark Andrews. Andrews. Yeah. Your boy. All my right. Boy. So that's it. I mean, we were in agreement a lot in the latter half. First, I think up until the Saquon pick, it was just a bonkers draft, honestly. Um, I see no problem with this. I think that you and I should be the GMs for every NFL team after once we post this as a resume. Um, this was fun. This flew by. So, yeah, that was a quick hour. Yes. So I'll work on posting these, making my own little like draft boards. If I can find one online, draft board, post it up, put it on Twitter. Maybe no, can you put it on the Instagram? Do a little promotion, stuff like that. But hey, it was a great time. We'll be back next week. Noah, thanks for hopping on. And you enjoy your, your as you make your own Mecca to Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, as always, thanks, everyone, for joining the No Ordinary Pod. Yes, the No Ordinary Pod on the No Ordinary Pods and Radio St. P. Network. And everyone, have yourself a good weekend. Go Rays because the Rays are on fire right now as well. Lightning playoffs starting. Magic are in the playoffs as well. It's a great time for sports. It's the best week of the year, in my opinion, with NBA playoffs, the Masters, and, of course, Sunday night, Game of Thrones. Winter has arrived, and everything comes to an end. So, hey, everyone, have a good week.